0: What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you and my co host, Anea Bogue. Brad Parenting kicking it off. Gotta welcome Anea back. Last time ah, we talked, yes. you're getting ready to go to Guatemala. Yep. You're gonna be down there for about how many days?
1: Uh, eight days. Eight
0: days. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is I uh, got a few emails from our listeners. How was
1: Anaya's trip? How nice! Isn't that cool? That's very sweet. Yeah, people reach.
0: Out. I mean, it wasn't like a ton, so don't get yeah. don't get crazy. But.
1: <laughs> don't get a big head in it. Yeah. Nobody's thinking that much about you. Yeah, but anyway,
0: uh, it was pretty cool that um, people were asking about you. Very kind. Thank you. And um, I want to ask you how the trip was. Uh, it
1: was pretty intense. It was last time too. So I, I was a little bit more prepared this time because going into a third world country is definitely a shift in perception and just preparedness and everything. Um, and But it was amazing because m- mostly I come. I usually come back from Guatemala really inspired because as you know, I work a lot. But when I see the impact of our program and in third world conditions, you the impact is just so profound. Um, we also have a new boys program there this year for the first time. So I... Um, We're in more schools and just to see these children and how it's changing their lives. And I would say probably the most impactful experience I had when I was there, I'm going to try not to cry, but the last day I was there, we actually went to a local orphanage where our program is running. And it was just, I can't even, these girls' lives are being impacted by the program and that's really great, but just know how difficult it was for me to leave there and not be able to take them with me. Yeah. You know, it was just really, so, 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 really, really a beautiful trip. They are beautiful people. They are so happy in spite of having so little. And so it, it's also always really important for me just to put my own life in perspective by going and spending some time there. So it was really great.
0: I love, I love that A, you do this trip. Th- since I've known you, I've, I think you've mm-hmm. done it two times, three mm-hmm. times. Yeah, this was the second, my second, second time. time. Yeah. I love that you keep going back and, um, I can just tell from just your body language that a trip like that definitely mentally, spiritually...
1: And physically, yeah, cause... well, yeah. Also, tapped me physically because I did end up getting sick at the end. <laughs> My is that body why, is not that why you're eating crackers from... right that now? That is why I'm eating crackers because there's not much else I can eat yet, Uh-oh. and it's been several days. Wow. But anyway, yeah, yeah, all, all good. It's the uh, the unintentional quick weight loss plan. Yeah.
0: I always say, I always say, like, like when you when you go through that, when you get that 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 stomach virus, like everyone's always usually super bum, but for me, because I'm so vain, I'm like, dude, I lost ten pounds. Dude, you look great right now. You look, Joe. What happened? I'm like, got sick, bro. Like I, like I'm the only one that when I get food poisoning, I'm almost like. Karen has said she's like, what, you're. Oh my God, I feel so bad for you. You're sick, and then while I'm sick, I'm like, I'm gonna lose ten pounds. So yeah. stoked right now. I'm gonna now. look so
1: great after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Do we have a wedding coming up? Take a photo of me, quick. Sometimes I swear, man. Like if I have a big, like, wh- like when I was like on live from Gotham or coming to the stage, like those were my first comedy uh-huh. things. I left this little, like, a little jar of mayonnaise out in the sun, like for just an afternoon, a <laughs> couple spoonfuls. I was down twelve <laughs> pounds by not. that Monday.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: get all the toxins out. You're
1: insane. There
0: you go. Speaking of getting the toxins <sighs> out, yeah, I did for the first time cupping. Okay. <laughs> Let me show you my back. Please qualify.
1: Wait, no, look seriously. <laughs> yeah, show me, show me. Look
0: at my back.
1: Look at that. Oh my. Does it look gosh. Does it look gnarly? It it looks I don't know, <laughs> like were you abducted by aliens? Wow. What what is that about? What is it supposed to do? I you know what? Um
0: for one of our listeners, if you know more about cupping, than then I should have known more about it. I Joe guess, said before. yes yeah. before
1: he lets some crazy lady, no, the lady make was super... those. The... When are the marks supposed to go away, Joe? Because those I don't are know. pretty serious. I'm
0: going to Coachella this weekend and sitting around pools Oh, are stuff. you really? Yeah. To try to get... <laughs> God, we're going all over the place. No, but the cupping from what the woman mm-hmm. I went there for some acupuncture. Yeah. Actually my daughter went there for some acupuncture uh-huh. because she was having some problems just sleeping like yeah, you know just kind of having the moment where like I can't fall asleep so mm-hmm. we you know we have this great acupuncture down the street. And my son went there and it worked out great for him. So then I took my daughter there. And while my daughter my, – because my, my daughter was like, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, I'll do it if you do it. Because, you know, I've done it. – I'm like, it'll be fun. Yeah. And then the woman came out she's like, I, I'm going to do cupping on you. And I'm like, what's that all about? Before I knew it, I had my shirt off and she had these big sucking things on the back. And my son had done that too. So I was familiar with it. And what he said, he goes, Dad, you're going to love it because it really – all of your muscles in your back, you feel like you like they took a weight off of your shoulders. Huh. And then the woman explained to me that it pulls all of the blood flow better through your body. Once again, listeners, someone sent me an email to let me know really what happened with the cupping <laughs> and that it brings out a lot of the toxins in your muscles.
1: Okay. So did you feel, other than like whatever physical sensation on your skin, have you noticed any difference in the way that you feel, like either energetically or... Since then? When did this happen again?
0: I did it two days ago.
1: Two days ago. Yeah. Okay.
0: Can you pull your mic up a little more? Yeah. Um, One of the things, yeah, there you go. One of the things that I noticed, I did notice like a stress release from it. Mm. I did notice that That's a little That's good bit. for Joe Sib. You know what the woman said to me though, when she saw me, so I walk in with my daughter and I'm standing there and she goes, um, she says straight to, straight to my face. She goes, you're so intense. You're too stressed. I <laughs> hadn't even opened my mouth. I just was standing <laughs> there. Yeah,
1: Joe, it's pretty evident and, and
0: i was like really is it that bad that you like i'm just standing here and you can't you already are like this guy needs to have these sucking devices all over his back it was and it, it was really quick the way she did He's it but like, it, it did make cupping a cupping
1: stat yeah yeah i was like wow
0: <laughs> and karen said see i tell you people can pick up on your energy and i hadn't even said anything wow I was, yeah I, was, I guess that energy was coming off so that okay. was cool um and the last thing i'll uh i'll share with you guys and I, I don't know if I've even mentioned this on the show that we're going to Coachella this weekend. By the time you No, guys are this listening is the first this, I'm hearing, Yeah, so I don't think you have. By the time you're listening to this, I will have already been in Coachella for, uh, we usually put the show up on Sunday. I'll probably put it up earlier, so I don't know. I'll have been out there. Either way, I will be sunburned, dehydrated, and covered in dust, so I'll be out there for about three days by the time you get this, or by the time you're listening, so that's the first weekend of Coachella, and it's the first time I'm going to Coachella where I don't have a band on it, with hmm. you know, with with you know, my music yeah. and Cy One Dummy, I've seen, I've had Floggy Molly on the tour, I've had Gaslight Anthem, mm-hmm. I've had Gogo Berdello. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I'm actually going just to hang out.
1: Beyonce, not on your label. Yeah,
0: Beyonce's <laughs> not there. Uh, but she's not going to be there now. Lady Gaga replaced her.
1: Oh, I wondered about that when yeah. she announced her pregnancy. I'm like, really? She's yeah. going to go to the freaking desert, yeah. pregnant with twins. Yeah.
0: So Lady Gaga. Okay. Took well, her that's a place. pretty. I'm kind of stoked about that. Yeah.
1: Is she there this weekend or the second weekend? It's both
0: weekends, same lineup.
1: Wow. So you have, you have the week,
0: you get, you get the same, you don't, no one misses What something. must they
1: have to pay those artists to make that trip?
0: Well, what they end up doing is they end up booking gigs in between the two weekends.
1: Like hopefully in the vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like
0: some bands are gonna go up to San Francisco. Right and then they're right, gonna right. come back down. Other bands are gonna go to Vegas. Oh, so yeah. then they make it that worth the time. So you know, you're basically spending three weekends in in California. Yeah. But in this case, you basically get to work those three weeks. Yeah. And then for the fans, everyone goes out there and you know pulls it all together. And and then that way, if you can't go one weekend, you can go the other. And I'm sure at the end of the day, it's just a bigger payday for everybody. Sure. Someone's making a lot of
1: money. Oh, yeah, no, no. They must be, I mean, Must be paying them a lot And it's great
0: exposure For any
1: artist Yeah And it's a big deal
0: But the thing that was crazy For uh, my daughter Wanting to go Was while she was Talking to me about going She one day approached me It was like I want to say Like January, February Probably sooner than that Yeah And she came home She said dad I want to talk to you I said yeah What's up She's like Breaks out her computer Has a full PowerPoint presentation
1: of course she did no i'm
0: not making this up it had oh no i believe you i mean the only thing missing i know was, the, the <laughs> only thing missing was the projector to show an auditorium <laughs> i'm watching this thing and i gotta be honest while i'm watching the thing I, the, before it even started you know i want to go to coachella and these are the reasons why yeah. I, in my head i'm like oh my god this is so cute i love the fact that she
1: pulled this together my this, daughter's doing a ted talk to I go to coachella it.
0: i love it <laughs> And basically what ended up happening though is as I was watching it in my mind, I'm like, there's no way you're going to Coachella by yourself. You're 15 years old. Right. That, that, in my, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a very supportive parent, but I'm also not, not moron. crazy. I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm not letting her go with sure. her and a friend to Coachella. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Not gonna happen. Yep. Well, as the PowerPoint presentation continued, started seeing photos of Karen and I <laughs> together. <laughs> And it was almost like she oh did this crazy photo thing. Where now we're at Coachella, and I've been to Coachella, like I said earlier. I've been she to photoshopped, photoshopped so- me in <laughs> to certain shots. We're going to have a great time. There's a VIP ten for you guys.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And then, of course, she knows because, uh, you know, just her growing up and her, you know, living and being a part of the music business yeah. role, since she was a little kid. She's like, Dad, you know everyone at Golden Voice. They'll hook you up with tickets. And I'm like, uh, honey, I wish they'd hook me up with tickets. Um, but she's like, well, you can at least get them so that it doesn't sell out. One Wait, so like- was
1: there a financial plan attached to this whole thing? Did she have a little well, spreadsheet for that?
0: That part, wasn't in that? The, that part that's, where, that's where the pitch kind of <laughs> ended when the money got involved. <laughs> Yep. But the thing that I loved about it was she said, I would like you and mom to take me and my friend out there, and this is how you know I'll make it work. And she also said this will be my birthday present for turning 16. She's impressive, John. And I was like, you know what? She doesn't want to have some big party. Yep. She just wants to go to Coachella with us. And nice. it's great because- Ever since I said yes, it's just been an ongoing thing at the house, looking at the bands they're playing, yeah. what times, you know, or they don't know what times yet. But um, yeah, we leave we leave uh, Thursday to go out there, and we're staying, you know, we got a place to stay, and then we got the the um the the whole hookup to go to the shows. I mean, the thing that's crazy though is I've been the I've been to Coachella like three or four times because I've always had bands on it: mm-hmm. Flying Molly, Gogo, Burdell, mm-hmm. Gaslight Anthem. I think I mentioned that. So I've always been there working. Yeah. I have never gone there just to hang pure out. enjoyment. Yeah,
1: uh, you know what I think would be cool, and I think that our listeners would probably appreciate it. Is if for me you to could... leave
0: messages from there, and we'll play them of me just crying in the um, back.
1: Okay, maybe. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, how about just like, and and I know Karen will be helpful with this. Is just like eyes and ears open of like some of the maybe good things and uh, more scary things that you see with the young people there. You know, we did the show before about like kids going out to the warp tour. Yeah, warp tour. So I think it might. Be cool to arm parents with like if your kids are thinking about going to Coachella. Here's how you can best prepare them all to right. make sure they get there and back safely. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have a full plan of going. I mean, because of growing up in the entertainment business and growing up with going to shows, she already kind of knows uh, an idea of how it's going to operate there. Because you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be, I'm not going to be going to see all the bands that she wants to see. Like I've already told her, I'm like, hey, you know, when you roll over there, you'll be rolling over there at one time. I'm going to be rolling over there at a different time and I'll be showing up later and then we'll leave together at the end of the night. So we, you know, we have that. Her and her friend have a whole plan about it. We have a whole plan about communicating to one another because the cell reception is shoddy out there. Yeah. Um, How to meet each other after shows, how to meet each other after sets, how no one's leaving. Yeah. Uh, They have to stay together the whole entire time. She's with her friend. Uh, and it's funny though, because as we've gotten closer and closer to the show, uh, My daughter keeps saying to me, she keeps saying, dad, dad, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to be after the first day. And I'm like, you signed up for this, man. I've never been to Coachella. I've been to Coachella. I'd go max one day. I'd see my band and then I'd split. Sure. I'm out there this time, four days. You're brave soul, Joseph. You know, but it's funny because the things you do for your kids. Yep. I would never. What's
1: happening with your son?
0: Well, you know. all we are gotta away. I that out. No. Uh, <laughs> We've he's got staying with friends. Days. Staying with friends. He's stoked. <laughs> okay. So, there you go.
1: Let's get to it.
0: With all that said, that is the recap in Aenea's trip, my trip to Coachella. And you're looking for a pen? Okay, I am. You go. I need a, a pen.
1: Because as you talk, I think of ideas. Oh, and I want to let you know, too, I
0: showed it to you for our listeners. We're almost done with the new studio. That's very exciting I like it
1: very much And I'm excited because uh, We're going to have a camera in there It's going to be great And so we can do a lot of video And so our listeners can not only hear us But see us
0: with all that said, uh, that was probably the longest that we've ever ran with just us talking back and forth and catching up on news, but I haven't seen a name. Give yet.
1: us some feedback on that. Yeah, sorry. I feel like, could you guys just get to it a little quicker? Yeah.
0: And we will get to it right now. Uh, this is a letter that we got from one of our listeners, and I thought of it being a great topic. Uh, you can always email us at radparenting at gmail.com. And also, by letter,
1: he means email.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gosh, old school right there. Seriously. Someone sent us a letter, and it was a stamp. Uh, also, you can always text us at, uh, uh, what is it, parenting at uh, 31, you use 31, 31, 31, and text the word parenting, and continue to be on that list for everything that we've got going on. All right, here you go. Hi, I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I'm really enjoying it, except when you guys ramble for 20 minutes at the beginning of the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I have one child who just turned seven. We have been debating having another baby for a long time now. I would love for you guys to discuss the pros and cons of different age gaps of kiddos. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. I like that. This is
1: an interesting topic for for you and I to tackle because we have such different... Uh, age gaps with our own children. Well, that
0: was the reason that I thought it would be such a a topic that you and I could tackle was because right now, you know, with with my kids, they're exactly uh, three years apart. Mm-hmm. So I think that I could speak for. We planned it. Yeah. We always wanted it to be three years apart. And yep. then what I loved about your situation is they're twelve years apart,
1: which is very different and than I, three years apart. Yeah.
0: So what I thought could maybe be the germ of this particular uh letter or this this email that we got from our listener is kind of just giving our own personal perspective and personal opinion yep because i think it's safe to say um for an a and i that we don't have if you're looking for the answer of like these are the statistics to prove that you should have kids this years apart if that's what you're looking for um, we don't have that, and I don't even know if that information Well, really it, exists, it? No, no, it? Mo- most experts will me.
1: say, most experts will say that it, it really depends on um, a, a variety of things. That There's no, when you're dealing with human beings as we know, we're, we're talking about complexities and personality differences and chemistry, mixes between personalities that have far more to do with how your children are going to get along, if you're talking about their relationship, than uh, a, a number of years apart. Although, of course, you know, the closer they are in age, the closer developmentally, and likely the more they're going to have in common. But there's no hard and fast rule, like you know, you know, if if you you know, the ideal. We know the most common age spread is two to three years, um, so your situation is m- obviously much more common than mine. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to talk today about not only our own personal experiences, but you know what I know about um, the factors that that if when whenever we are actually choosing when we're going to have kids and timelines and and age differences, um, things that we can keep in mind.
0: What I'd like to start with then is because our listener has a seven-year-old already. Mm-hmm. That's a there,
1: So eight-year gap, let's eight just year say. Eight-year gap right there. Minimum. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Let's almost go into your situation before we go into maybe my situation. Sure. Because I think there'd be maybe some more questions there that could be answered that this listener and our listeners mm-hmm. that are maybe looking at that mm-hmm. age gap of eight years, nine yep. years, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I got to ask you is the difference in age, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say, how tight are... Uh, your two daughters with that difference between them. That's the first thing that goes through my mind.
1: Yeah. You know, it depends on the day. <laughs> my my little one definitely, you know, like even just these last few days, you know, I got back from Guatemala and, and um, you know, my older daughter obviously has a very active social life and she works a couple of jobs and blah, blah, blah. So she's kind of moving in the world very independently. So Pythia sees her a lot less than when, say, she had a regular school schedule. And so she'll immediately say, oh, sissy, I missed you. Like... Like, which is which is really sweet. So I think my little one very much looks up to her older sister. Um, in in our case, and I would really like there's the challenges of having kids with greater um, age differences. Is you have to remember that the older child has had a long time getting used to just being an only child. Like that's their only reality is mom and dad's attention is all focused on me. And I know with my daughter, my older daughter, that was definitely, you know, when she was 12 and I was having a baby, I know, and she can speak to it now that, you know, part of her fear was how is my life going to change? And will there still be time for me when this baby who's so needy and constantly needs mom's attention is going to be in the mix? Um, And then what we had to, you know, my husband and I were very conscious of not just turning... Of course, there was the benefit of, oh, well, with a 12-year age difference, by the time she's 14 or 15, we have a built-in babysitter, which there's no question that my older daughter has been asked as sort of her contribution to the family team, if you will, has been asked to help watch her sister on occasion, but we've been very, very conscious of the reality that we decided to have another baby. She did not make that decision. That's a
0: great point because that was something that right away I thought about. Wow. Uh, younger sibling, all yeah. of a sudden you've got your older child working for you essentially to take care of your youngest child. And I got to ask the question. That sometimes can almost turn into and we've all heard the stories that yeah, my older brother really raised me because my mom and dad right. were work so much. And
1: if you ask the older brother who did the raising or the older sister, in many cases, they're just like not cool. Like I lost <laughs> my my childhood experiences, you know, many of which, in fairness, would have been in the best interest of their own individual development because I was having to step up as a parent of sorts. Um, and that's a different scenario. And and you know, the fact is, look, whatever scenario we find ourselves in, because i think when parents are leaning on older siblings like you know mommy's working two jobs you know in a single mom situation or a single dad situation or you know both parents just need to work a lot and you're saying like we need you to watch your your kid sister or kid brother for a couple of hours after school um, sometimes that is out of necessity and you need to just make sure that that's being acknowledged and that there's balance you're not just sort of going on autopilot going oh lucky lucky us we have a third parent in the mix that's going to turn out bad it's going to create resentment and i think it's really important to be conscious of that.
0: What's your thought on just the fact that when you get through those early years of having a child and I'm saying like the diaper and the mm-hmm. the, the toddler age and the sleep training, all the topics that we've talked yeah. about on the show and then all of a sudden they're drifting drifting in in this case 7 years old, you know, 8 years old. Yeah. So there's that gap. How is it on a on a mom and just as a dad in your opinion to all of a sudden and go back to oh. newborn? <laughs> do well because we, oh. I know right now if you told me hey newborn moving in tonight I might be moving out I don't yes. you know what I'm saying it's it's a workout and and I have a friend that their' their ch- children they're about to have their second one mm-hmm. and and they're only two years apart so he's in the mix yeah but that even that that idea of a, of suddenly having it to start over, uh, this beautiful and wonderful race that we all love—not race, wonderful time. Yeah, I don't know why I call it a race, but because yeah. sometimes it feels like a race. <laughs> <laughs> for you,
1: it is. Jeff. Yeah, for the, me, the pace you keep.
0: But how is that? As a parent, having to start that all over again, would that be something that you might say take into consideration?
1: Yes, and honestly, it's. I feel like I'm a pretty conscious person and really thought through. Like, okay, I do know that I want to have another baby, and you know, here's how it's going to look, and here's what I know now that I didn't know before. So there was all kinds of excitement around. Like, there's things I know. I'm not going in blind this time, and and I was really loved being pregnant, like the actual physical experience of being pregnant again and all of that, but. I can, in total honesty, the first three, for sure the first three months and and that first month back, I was just like, what was I thinking? How did I do this to to myself again? Because we do conveniently forget, just like you forget the pain of childbirth, otherwise we'd have, you know, our population would be the opposite issue of, of, um, (laughs) you know, not having enough enough people on the planet. Um, We forget. We forget the pain of childbirth. We also forget those early years and managing like... Okay, so I've got in my case it was like I have a 12-year-old that can fully communicate her needs and her wants and 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 blah blah blah. And now here I have this little being that won't stop freaking crying and I don't know what she wants. I am totally sleep deprived. So, but by the same token, if my oldest daughter had been 2 years older, I would have been dealing with a toddler that I was potty training yeah. and a newborn and personally I am I was just like not built for that.
0: Do you feel though having that age gap the second time that you went around with having your daughter that you were better prepared because you had the 12 years or the, I I guess in your case, 11 years to go, hey, if I do this again, or if I was to yep. do this again, these are the things I would do different. Yep. These are the things I wouldn't stress yes. on. These are the things I would stress on. Yes.
1: Can you talk about that a little I bit? I can. And I love that because it's a nice segue to what I think is like really my... my The thing I feel most strongly about is that when you are, and, and hopefully you are having conversations with your partner, if you're even thinking about having a child or having more children, because more than anything, it has to do with the parents.
0: We have a whole episode on that. You remember? Uh, the nine questions. Oh, yes, yes, to, no, no. no. To, 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 to talk amongst yourself. I think it's episode 60. Yeah. Uh, nine questions to ask you and your partner yep. uh, before having before your first having child. My, so or, listen to that episode or, ASAP if you haven't. Or. While you're having your first kid, yes, you know, like like you know, you, don't worry. It is an episode you can skip over, but you, yes. you you address that one really good. So go back into talking to your and partner.
1: So I think that that's really important because the way that our kids, I just believe we talked about parents as the radio tower in a variety of contexts, and in this case, it's like your your mentality, your preparedness for. What is? How do we feel about the fact that there is either a two-year gap or a five-year gap or an eight-year gap or whatever, um, and how are we going to frame this? Like, are we going to hold this as like, okay, well, this is this is really great. And like, so in my case, it was, you know, we, we want to be conscious of the fact that our daughter has been an only child for 12 years. We want to be conscious of the fact that while we absolutely like many things expect her to be a team player, she is not a built-in babysitter, she is d- not a third parent. Um, and so I think it's uh, really, really important to make sure that you as parents are framing this, you know, you're going to be a big sister, you're going to be a big brother and really navigating. And the thing about, um, You know, Me having, say, 12 years or a a set of parents having five years or eight years or whatever is you've also grown more as an individual. So what you have the capacity to bring to the table is that much greater than it would have been. I was a different person 12 years down the road. I had done a lot of conscious learning and development for myself. And so I feel like there are absolutely things I brought to the table that were not available to me when my my first daughter was born. Wow. So
0: what I'm picking up from you right now, Inez, is it's really... As much as this listener saying, hey, how do you feel about the age gap? Is mm-hmm. there a certain age that you think is better than another? You're really putting it on the parents and where you are mentally, mentally physically, everything. Yep. Bringing that all together before you start this second adventure with y- a I- new child.
1: Exactly. Okay. Yep. Because wow. it's going to affect the energy again as the radio tower that you have in the household. If you are going, oh my gosh, this is too many kids at once. I, what, what did I get myself into? Blah blah blah. <laughs> too
0: many kids. They're, at
1: once. they're they're the kids are going to feel that, you know. And I think it's just really important to go into to parenting, to bringing a new human being into the world, you know, eyes wide open and doing the very best we can to prepare ourselves because everything flows from us as parents. Um, and so and then and then and then beyond that, really. Whether they're two years apart or five years apart, and and those of us who have multiple children who have the same genetics, growing up in the same house, and you see their differences. A lot of it, like any um, human relationship experience, is how do how does sort of her chemical personality, you know, uh, um, jive with the second sibling or the third sibling? And you're often going to see like the first and the third child are really close because their personality chemistry really really blends well. And and there's always been fighting between like you know the third. And the second child, or whatever.
0: That's where we're gonna turn the corner right now, and and kind of segue before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. With I want to share with this particular question, this particular listener, because they're looking at an eight-year gap. Right. I have a three-year gap with my mm-hmm. kids, and I know you and I have talked that that's usually generally two to three. That's years. pretty. Com-
1: that's the most common it's age gap. Yeah. Two to three right? years. Yeah.
0: Most common. Okay. So I think at that point, for this listener to hear, and for anyone else out there, like, okay, so let's hear what it's like. With the perfect gap, you know, two to three years. Right.
1: So you had that, a two to three year gap that's what I'm though, saying. and so what do, do you think? It's the perfect gap. What have been the Would have been the the positives and the negatives, so okay. the challenges and the and the triumphs or whatever. Yeah,
0: I would say okay. Well, first of all, the first thing I would say is this: is that in in the earlier stage with the two to three gap or, you know, in our case, it was a three year gap. It, it, it was great because I had a three-year-old and a newborn and my daughter was super, super excited for her brother. Right. And she and gets it,
1: to be big sister and she's potty trained. Exactly. Big was, thing in my opinion. Yeah,
0: it was great. It was great. It mm-hmm. worked out really, really well. And, and I would say that there was a long period of time where, um, they were super, super tight and they played together and they did a lot of things together. And that part I will say was amazing. Yeah. Now, I wanted and I hoped that that was going to continue on through the teenage years mm-hmm. but it, it it hasn't and and there's and what I what I'll say is it it's disconnected but it's about to reconnect yep. Because you have a, my daughter, who's you know going through her teen years and kind of the you know the maturity has kicked in, and
1: and she's also remember we've talked about this before. In adolescence, she's further along that path of individuation, which we've talked about before. So on the adolescent journey, remember that that's all about becoming an individual in your own right, and she she's moving out in the world more independently and wanting to do that, whereas Nate is still. Just at the beginning of that, yeah. you, know? And you know, and
0: what and what I'll, what I'll say is this: what ends up happening is where he's at. I want to lay on your bed. I want to go crazy. I want my bed neat. I don't want you in yes. the room anymore. So that so she for finds every, him annoying for, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. He's a little annoying. Yeah, you know. Uh, and
1: then they'll find their way back. And I know, you know, my brother and I are twenty two months apart, and we were. Quite literally inseparable when we were little. Like our classes would, we would be walking in lines in the in the hallway at school, and we'd stop and hug each other when I saw him. Like he was my baby brother. I loved him. And then as I moved into my teenagers, I mean, I wanted him as far away as possible. He totally got off on like getting me in trouble with my parents. He was a total mama's boy, and I wanted to freaking kill him. But on the other side of that, we, it just, it's like, we just, it came back together. Like the foundation had been built when we were young. Um, And so that's what I really think we need to do as parents is just constantly be nurturing and helping our kids understand the value of that, that closeness and being family members and having each other's backs. And even if they, they stray, you know, they kind of go, they drift apart for a period of time because developmentally they're at different stages, they will very likely find their way back. Well, what
0: I've already seen too is them finding their Way back to each other mm-hmm. and wanting to hang out more and more nice. together. My my main reason for bringing that up was even with this listener's question uh, with the eight year gap and then with me having the three year, you having the twelve. I think it was really important. I just wanted to share with everyone is that is as, as great as I thought the three year gap was going to be. It, it it wasn't. It's never perfect. Mm-hmm. And after hearing your story with the twelve year gap, uh, my my story with the three year gap, I I would be safe to say. Going back to what you're saying is exactly how I feel, is it's all about where the parents are at Uh, with having that second child. And I can tell you right now, what I will say is this, is that we were ready to have our second child. We were ready to have two kids. We were ready to go on that journey together. And as that journey um, slowly comes to an end, Karen and I are both on the same page right now that we are not going to have any more kids. Like, Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying we would not be good parents. Like, if suddenly... There was a child put into our life right now. We, we would both just look at each other and and we'd have to say, wow, you're going to be raised by uh, your brother and sister. Because we're, <laughs> we're out. Because we're on our way to Cabo. Right. And, and then I hope you guys have a good time. Yeah. But no, that to me was the answer I was wondering I would get from you today, that it really does come down to where you are as parents at that time. And I think just by both our stories... Uh, As much as the gap can be planned or it can't be planned, it's really about where you are as a mom and dad before you go where you are with your partner where you are as as a person as a human being with having the second child
1: and and similarities and differences complementary and not so complementary aspects of each of those children's personalities when we are dealing with human beings remember we are complex creatures and there are a lot of wild card factors that you just can't plan for so i think that you know as we've said the conversation before that baby comes between partners to say okay so here's our current situation here's what we're aiming for. Here are some of the things that we can agree upon that we're going to put in place and the whatever action steps or whatever. And and then after that it has to be like as we know as parents, uh, sometimes on a moment to moment, day by day basis where you're like, "Okay, so let's see how these two kids are, you know, meshing with each other." And and then you do your best to set really, you know, safe uh, and and healthy environment that is going to allow both children with their unique personalities to thrive and hopefully you know establish a strong solid relationship that is going to have ebbs and flows like all relationships.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, you know what? I want to thank you, Anaya, for uh, helping me answer that question with our listener. My
1: pleasure, Got to always. thank everyone
0: for always emailing us. It's so simple to do. Radparenting at gmail.com. You can text the word parenting to 313131 and we will answer, uh, basically become a part of our texting group. So when new episodes come out, we text you uh, what's on the episode and how you can get it. Um, and also, you can always get all of our episodes at iTunes. Thank you guys so much for the reviews. Uh, my name is Joe Sib And Anaya. And we are out of here.
1: Late!